This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, the show where we explore the past one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're talking about the TV show that launched a thousand comedy careers, Saturday Night Live. The day was October 11th, 1975. The sketch comedy series Saturday Night Live broadcast its first episode, live from Studio 8H in Rockefeller Center. The show was originally called NBC's Saturday Night because rival network ABC already had a variety show called Saturday Night Live with Howard Cosell. Eventually, NBC was able to purchase the rights to the name, and two years later, in 1977, the show changed its title to Saturday Night Live and never looked back. The topical sketch comedy show was the creation of a Canadian producer named Lorne Michaels. He partnered with an NBC executive named Dick Ebersol, and over the course of several brainstorming sessions in Hollywood, they worked out a loose concept for the show. It was Lorne's ambition to shake up the American comedy landscape in a similar way to what Monty Python had done in England several years earlier. As the producer later explained, quote, So much of what Saturday Night Live wanted to be, or what I wanted it to be when it began, was cool. This meant taking the sensibilities that were in music, stage, and the movies and bringing them to television. To achieve this goal, he enlisted a repertory company composed of young comedians. The initial seven cast members, known as the Not Ready for Primetime Players, were Garrett Morris, Lorraine Newman, Chevy Chase, Gilda Radner, John Belushi, Jane Curtin, and Dan Aykroyd. Looking back, it's amazing how many defining features of the show were present in that very first episode. There was a cold open sketch that ended with someone saying, Live from New York, it's Saturday night. The guest host gave a monologue, the musical acts performed, and there was even a version of the satirical news segment, Weekend Update. But there were also plenty of things in SNL's debut episode that set it apart from future shows. For starters, the first host, comedian George Carlin, didn't appear in any of the sketches. Instead, he gave his opening monologue and then performed three separate stand-up sets throughout the episode. The show also featured more live music than it does these days, with musical guests Billy Preston and Janice Ian performing two songs each. Another difference was that the first episode featured special guests who performed their own comedy acts separate from the evening sketches. For example, comedian Andy Kaufman presented his famous Mighty Mouse routine. He put on a record of the cartoon character's theme song and then stood by awkwardly until the part of the song when Mighty Mouse triumphantly proclaims, Here I come to save the day. At which point, Kaufman sprang to life, 
mouthing the lyrics, and gesturing dramatically. But probably the biggest difference between early episodes of SNL and later ones was the presence of the Muppets. That's right, I found a way to sneak them into the show again. A year before the Muppets got their own primetime show, they made regular appearances on SNL in a recurring segment called The Land of Gorch. But these weren't the Muppets we're used to, like Kermit and Miss Piggy. Instead, Jim Henson created a new set of characters to better play to the adult crowd. The sketches saw characters like King Plubus and Queen Pewta making jokes about mature topics like sex and drugs. The only problem was that the jokes were painfully unfunny. According to SNL writer Alan Zweibel, quote, Whoever drew the short straw that week had to write the Muppet sketch. And that actually might be the biggest similarity between SNL's debut and its later incarnations. The show can be very hit or miss. Part of the problem with the premiere was that it didn't devote much time to actual sketch comedy. Between the four musical performances, Carlin's three stand-up sets, the Muppets segment, and the other acts like Andy Kaufman, there was only time for five true skits in the entire 90-minute episode. And the little screen time that the cast members did get wasn't received very well by the studio audience or critics. Reviews of that first episode were not kind, with Andy Kaufman being the high point for most viewers. He said he was there to save the day, and apparently, he did. Of course, the show did get better, as evidenced by the fact that it's remained on the air for 46 years and counting. Along the way, SNL has earned over 70 Emmy Awards and has introduced the world to countless characters, catchphrases, and cast members who have become beloved parts of comedy history. Today, Saturday Night Live is an institution all its own, an achievement that few would have predicted when watching that first episode all those years ago. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about TV history today than you did yesterday. If you want to keep up with the show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any feedback, you can rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can send us an email at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.